All right, welcome back to Insight Flicks. We're doing our weekly discussion. This is where we talk about the weekly movie headlines. And we're also going to be talking about No Exit, which is a new thriller that was released on Hulu. Uh, my name is Mike. I should, I should start. I keep on forgetting to introduce ourselves, but my name is Mike. I'm here, like always, with Richard and Raymond. Say hello, fellas. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's start it off with uh, uh, the SAG Awards. It was it just aired today on Sunday. As we are recording this, this is Sunday. Rich, tell us the you you got the list of winners there. Uh, read it off for us. Uh, should we talk about the big the, the big category first? What is the big category? Uh, best cast in a motion picture, outstanding performance. Yeah, let's cast. start start with that one. Sure. All right. Uh, okay, the big winner was Coda uh, with the Apple Plus tel- um, uh, release. The- yeah, big upset. I round think. of applause, right? Right, <laughs> round of applause. Richard's favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, big, it was one of them definitely. I, yeah. I, 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 it was an upset, and it was a, a shocking. I don't know if it was shocking, but it, I don't think it was an upset. I was, that was my that was my <laughs> pick. That's my pick. What what was the what was the expected win? Uh, it could have been all a bunch of them. Uh, Bel Belfast, Don't Look Up, House of Gucci, and King Richard. I, I think maybe uh, King Richard had maybe was expected to win. Maybe yeah. I think uh, they went with the right choice. I mean, I, honestly, uh, <laughs> honestly, of the, of those movies, my my favorite is Don't Look Up, which I know is like a very divisive movie. Like most people don't like it, but I mean, I, I'm one of the people it worked for. But um, but Coda's the one that makes sense. And of those movies, I mean, there's nothing really in the list that's like experimental or anything like that. So uh, Coda Coda's the Coda's the one that makes sense. Yeah, I'm good yeah. with that. And and without the Golden Globes being you know any, anything anymore, uh-huh. this is a good push for the uh, the Academy. Award, yeah, so. I think with Co- with this win, Coda gets a momentum, and I I could say I could see Coda actually winning for Best Picture at the Oscars because yeah. of this win because I think it it becomes more uh, reachable with mm-hmm. this win, and I could see I actually could see Coda winning. Yeah, yeah this mm-hmm. is a, definitely a good a good momentum for Coda. What's some of the other winners? Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role was Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. That's a horrible thing. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like that performance. I don't like that movie. Oh, I like the performance a lot. Um, I thought I thought she was very good in the movie. I thought the movie was pretty mediocre, and I thought Andrew Garfield's uh, performance and makeup was uh, pretty baffling. But overall, I mean, she, I mean, she, she, her performance is the only reason to watch that movie. Yeah, the, yeah, I would say that. That's definitely. I, I agree with that. Personally, I believe that Tammy Faye Baker is not someone we should uh, redeem. I think she is a crook. I, and I don't. I don't think the movie really redeems her. I think the movie just kind of makes it seem like that Andrew Garfield or what, what was his what was Jim, the, the guy? James Jim Baker. Baker. Jim, Jim Baker. James, yeah, I think the movie just makes it seem that it's Jim, Jim Baker's worse, but I I don't think the the movie lets her off that free. I don't think it lets off that free, but I think there it, there's an attempt to to redeem that character and I or that person, and I don't I don't I mean I think this person is just as bad, and maybe not just as bad as as her husband, but I I don't believe that she didn't know she was more involved. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I agree with that. But you say the same thing about Marsha Clark and the OJ people versus OJ. Well, Marsha Clark just. I mean, I don't. I don't don't say that she is unredeemable. I just say that she just didn't do her job correctly. She lost. She lost the case. Mm -hmm. So I. You know, and I, but same thing with I, Tanya. There's, there's, there's been these series of movies oh. that are trying to redeem these characters who I don't think need redeeming. The I, big I, spin. Yeah, t- uh, Tanya Harding it does not need to be redeemed. 
I, I agree with that. And although you could you could be empathetic about her childhood or her trauma and her experiences. Wah. But what was other uh, winners? Uh, Will Smith, of course, male, male actor in leading role. Yeah, good. good. I agree with that. Yeah, he's the one who's going to win for the Oscars. That's that's definitely that's King uh, Richard, right? For King Richard. King Richard, yeah, yeah. Over a Harvey Bardem, yes. <laughs> Other winners: Ariana Debose for West Side Story. This is female actress in a, a supporting role. Uh I did not think she deserves to win. <laughs> I, I, I'm still processing that film. <laughs> yes, I, I just I, recently. So we all recently just saw this film. I don't know if she. It was any. I don't know. If, I don't know if that performance was. I don't know. What was some of the her nominees for that uh, category? Country of Bal, uh, Balfe for Belfast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ruth Nega for Passing. Oh, Ruth Nega, definitely. I think that she's much better. But go ahead. Kate, Kate Blanchett for Nightmare Alley oh. and Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. Yeah, I think that's a wrong win. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I I agree with Mike. I think Ariana DeBose's performance in this movie was incredibly overrated. And we actually did an Oscar episode on our YouTube channel, um, talking about this. And like we we actually because at the time we hadn't seen West Side Story yet. Yeah. And we were all like we were all talking about the buzz that we had been hearing. We we're like, oh, Ariana DeBose, she's the one that makes the most sense. She's the front runner. She's going to win. And after seeing the movie, I'm so blown away that this performance has gained so much hype because. While I wouldn't call it a bad performance, it's not it's not great. I, I, I wasn't really impressed with any of the performances in the movie. I actually yeah. think a lot of the performances in the movie are really, really bad. <laughs> but let me say this. Fantastic dancer. <laughs> but, uh, I think she, yeah. I think all the everyone in that in West Side Story is, you know, or at least the main characters who dances are great dancers. But I don't know if that that accounts, you know. I was extremely disappointed by Ariana DeBose's performance. So, like, like I, I, I don't, I don't understand the hype for it. Uh, mm. I think, like us, you know, kind of bought into the buzz, and I think a lot of people I actually, are, uh, I actually kind of liked uh, uh, the 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 main the main girl more personally. Yeah. Rachel yeah. Zegler, Zegler. Yeah, I, I liked her more personally. I, oh, yeah, I don't I know. I. Well, over overall, 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 I I didn't really like the movie at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me either. I think it's I think it's so overrated. I don't understand why it got produced, and I think the op- the what the movie made at the box office is already too much for what the movie is, <laughs> which is nothing. Oh, it made nothing in the box office. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I thought In the Heights was way better, and I did not like In the Heights all that much. Well, like, I, I was I was disappointed by In the Heights. And I still thought it was much better than this movie. I'm not a big Lin Manuel Miranda fan, but I gotta say, Tick Tick Boom is probably the best musical that beats both of these movies, In the Heights and, Absolutely. and, and West Side Story. I, and I didn't even like Tick Tick Boom, but yeah, it's way better than both of these movies. <laughs> well, I like Tick Tick Boom, and I don't like Lin Manuel Miranda. That's how I, how good I think that movie is. But anyway, what's uh, who was the other winners? Uh, outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role was Troy Katsur from uh, Coda. Well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Yes. I think that was perfect. That uh, uh, I really was pleased by that. That I movie. know Raymond was going for Jared Leto and House Gucci. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, okay. The next uh, television. Do you care? Uh, yeah. Let's, see, let, yeah put, let's let me hear the tele- TV. Outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series. Succession. And that's over right. over Yellowstone and Squid Game. 
Yeah. I, I, mm. So everyone loves Succession, I guess. Yeah. What's the next one? It's I, I, it doesn't upset me, but I wouldn't. Mm. I would have gone with the other two. <laughs> uh, best uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a drama series, Jung Ho Hyun from Squid Game. That's the young actress. Yes, well, I, des- well deserved. Yeah, I liked that. I liked her performance a lot in that in the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she beat a, she beat a lot of. And I, I loved the, I loved her. Uh, if you saw, I don't know if you saw the 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 acceptance speeches, but everyone who won for Squid Game were shocked, and they it, it's just great to see people who really want th- these awards. You know, they, they, there's a genuine feeling that they that they won about it there's a uh and they're representing korea and they're no yeah. but also they're kind of like there's a genuine uh, you know yeah love, appreciation uh, yeah. appreciation for that they, they got an award for this and they they you know like like there's a lot of actors who just get the award and say thank you blah 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 and you know doesn't do anything you know, like you know, think my like, agent yeah like you know like fuck you you know <laughs> like i don't mm-hmm. give a shit like this doesn't help you know your career you're already a big star you're already making a lot of money mm-hmm. but this, you know, for the Squid Game people, this is like, like saying, uh, they, they, you know, like, wow, we were able to break through to another country, and and there's a, you know, you could see the appreciation in their their acceptance speeches. It's just, it was fun to watch that. And another outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series, Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game. That's the main actor. Yeah, that a, a, a good performance too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he beat pretty much everybody in succession. <laughs> great, great. I love it. I love it. I'm not a big fan. Well, actually, I haven't seen succession. You uh, saw the first. I saw the first season. And You've seen, seen enough. I've seen, seen the first enough. season. And I go, that's all I need. I don't need to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's a- an asshole. They're all rich. They're all assholes. Like, I, I get it. You know. Outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series, of course, goes to Ted Lasso. I think Ted Lasso is the most overrated show I've seen in my entire life. I don't. I look. I. I you guys actually recommended the show to me, well, and I, I started the first season. Yeah, and I, and I watched like four episodes of the show, and I'm like, this is garbage. I don't understand. I don't understand the hype of the show. I don't well, understand. I don't understand the appeal of it. I explain. I'll explain right now. The first season came out in the height of the pandemic. Everyone was feeling like shit. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? Everyone feels still feel like shit, but yeah, yeah. But at the time, it came out, and you needed like this kind of lighthearted, kind of like optimistic comedy, and it that filled the need, right? it filled that void. Season two came around, and it, they doubled down on the on the kind of feel good comedy, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. I can't overboard. Uh, over, yeah. yeah, overboard with everyone's. You know, everyone, you know, the great thing about the first season was that he was a the, fish out of water, fish out of water. He, uh, the British people hated his guts because he had this American optimism and now everyone has that same American optimism and there. So there's no friction in the season two. Yeah. The first, the first season was definitely major league. <laughs> yeah. It was a major, yeah. If you were, fan, if you saw major league and you loved that, you could see the similarities in, the, in that type of comedy. But, um, yeah, season two, I just hate. I hated it, and I st- I couldn't finish season two. I haven't. I haven't. I just can't. Just... I, I couldn't finish season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try to finish season two eventually. But yeah, all right. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series. Gene Smart for Hacks. Yeah, yeah. 
Jean Smart is a very good actress. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I love Jean Smart, but personally, I haven't really liked any of her TV outwork lately. I mean, I tried watching Hacks. Like, I, I hated the first episode personally. Yeah, and I, I, I quit after one episode. And I, I hated Watchmen, man. Like, was such a disappointment. I know people love Watchmen. They're like, oh yeah, it's great. But if you like actually like the comic book, if you read the comic book, it, that that show it's such an insult. It's almost like they, like they. They wrote a TV series that has absolutely nothing to do with Watchmen. Mm -hmm. And then Warner Brothers was like, oh, just tie up some type of property to it. You know, we own Watchmen. You mm -hmm. want to make it Watchmen? And so they just changed the names and all the scripts. And it makes no sense. Like, if you've read the comment, it's, it's very insulting, I think, to comic book fans. Uh, a horrible, horrible series. Uh, it's just like a bunch of, like, uh, woke bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen or actually I only saw the pilot episode of Watchmen. Which was the best episode. Which, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And then I started watching episode two and I fell asleep. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll finish later. Never went back to it. Uh, yeah. But Gene Smart, I like. And uh, especially in. Uh, <laughs> no, we're Mar talking about Watchmen. Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mary, but uh, yeah, he, she, I thought she's much better in Mayor of Easttown. Uh, Hacks is again. It's a. It's a. It's kind of like Ted Lasso. It's like kind of this kind of. Well, no, no, no. I, no, it was the first I, season, and, and it was just. It definitely got hacky. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was. Well, it was a short series, a half hour series. Was so. Yeah, it was uh, a quick binge, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series. Jason Sudeik is for Ted Lasso. Boo. <laughs> 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 Who was nominated? Uh, Michael Douglas for Kaminsky Method, Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, Steve Martin from Only, Mur Only Murders in the Building, and Martin Short for Only Murders. Uh, nobody. <laughs> nobody. No winner. No winner. Everyone's a loser. They all suck. Ah, come on. For nostalgic get... reasons, I would give it to Martin Short. No, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. They should be doing better things. Well, do, we haven't seen... Do you seen the the... What's the murder in the, I, in the I building? Re, I refuse. I refuse. No, I, but I, I said nostalgic reasons. I was like, no, I, heard, I heard murder in the building is pretty good. I haven't seen yeah. it, but uh, yeah. I, I could. I could see. I could. I. I could. I, I would think that Martin score. Uh, Martin Short gives a pretty decent performance, or even uh, Steve. Uh, Steve Martin. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying Martin Short deserves a win sometimes. I mean, I mean, all right. Yeah, he, he, he no, did. but well, it's Jason Sudeikis. Oh, but he's got like two, two already for uh, this. This is even the shittier season, season two, right? Yeah, I guess so. All right, uh, next category: outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or limited series. Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Great, great, perfect. Yeah, per I, perfect. I loved. That was probably one of my favorite performance of last year. I think yeah. it was one. And it's 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 such a rare. Uh, uh, Television it's, it's just a rare for for an, any actor to hit a particular age and become very comfortable with her skills or her mm. abilities, and you see that with with Kate Winslet Winslet in this performance. She is doing something so different than uh, what I've seen her before. There's a comfortability with her own kind of acting skills that it just emits in this role. And I, I just, I, I was floored by her performance in this, this uh, series. Fantastic uh, performance. Yeah. Well-deserved win. And Absolutely. she didn't show up for it. <laughs> yeah, she didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. Which is even better. <laughs> uh, speaking of some guy who almost didn't show up was outstanding performance by a male actor in a television se television movie or a limited series, Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen the, I haven't seen the series. I you know I heard it's good, but that's cool. 
Yeah, and, and if you see his uh, his uh, acceptance speech, acceptance speech, he, he was he was stuck in the bathroom when when they announced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was that it? Was that it? Uh, two more quick ones. Outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture, No Time to Die. Okay. Sure. Be- beating Chang Shi, of course. Okay. Uh, and a stunt ensemble in a stunt ensemble in a television series, Squid Game. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay, that's good enough. Right, so that was it. Those those are the uh, winners. That's the SAGs. All right, that was the winner of this year SAG Awards. <laughs> On to next story. Next uh, topic. Mm-hmm. All right. A, a big news that came out last week was that uh, eight categories have been cut from the live Oscar telecast. Now this has been a huge backlash. But uh, apparently the Academy is planning to cut eight categories from the main telecast, uh, which will include film editing, sound, makeup, hairstyle, original score, production design, documentary short, animated short, and live action short. Now, they're going to have a presentation an hour before the, the, the live telecast, and they're going to have uh, have these winners edited into the live telecast. But... It won't air live. It won't be live for these uh, the, these winners. So, what was your uh, your feelings about this this decision by the academy to cut these these uh, these categories? The big backlash. People have been talking about it last week. What's your feelings? Well, well I, yeah. unfortunately, I think some of the categories that were cut, you know, are are significant. They're important. Uh, they're categories that shouldn't be cut. But at the same time. I mean, the Oscars are boring. <laughs> they needed to cut down on categories. And unfortunately, they needed to cut down on so many categories that I think some significant ones needed to be cut. I just don't know if they needed to be these significant ones. or Well, some of them, some of these, I think, were fair cuts. Mm-hmm. But um, like, I think they cut it like documentary short and stuff like that. Like, get, yeah, get rid of that. Um, <laughs> but but they're... they're, they're uh, but there are like I think they got rid of editing, film editing, yeah. and uh, a big one was also pr- production design and also original Oof. score, original score, and then makeup. Wow, those, ma- yeah, those th- makeup and hair, yeah, hairstyle. They, 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 yeah, I mean ones that we talked about on our uh, on on our YouTube channel because those those are ones that we chose that like these are the significant ones, these are the important ones. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean there are definitely stuff they they should have cut out, but. Uh, some some of these, yeah, they shouldn't have. Uh, I'm mixed on the whole thing. Rich, what's your feelings about this these the, this decision? Yeah, I'm all for cutting uh, the categories to the. Uh, they have the tech day, the 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 or the tech technical awards uh, on the week before or something like that, mm-hmm. and um, and they also uh, traditionally have a luncheon before the the main event or the weekend before the main event as well now, i'm not sure if it's the same weekend that they well, have i think that. that's just for kind of for the nominees to get together and i'm not sure if they're going to even have that because of you know certain restrictions but go ahead that that's a good time for them to release some of those uh awards uh for the especially the <laughs> short the short films no one cares about these short films i mean i uh <laughs> Uh, and, and what sucks is that those are the categories that take up the most time during the event because their seats are way the hell away. I mean, uh, and, maybe and, they should bring in a, a, a um, what's it called? It um, a drone. <laughs> yeah, or, or have them all all come up at this uh, beforehand, and then you know have have all of them standing behind them or whatever. And you know, 
and such and such movie wins, and then the they say a few words. They they stand up and whatever they stay. Yeah, they, they, they come they, up to the component. Yeah. These things have happened before. It, it for the Oscars, they have like all the uh, nominees stand up or come on the stage, and then they announce something. And that that's happened before. But you know, like a lot of these t- these tricks, they never really cut the time. It's for whatever whatever reason, it still ends up being like four hours long. So I don't think even this kind of decision will will even help. I mean. Well, uh, what's definitely not going to help is these three new hosts. Um, <laughs> the, these hosts are going to take so much more time on, the, on from the, from the from the airing, and and they think it's going to get more. I mean, uh, uh, you know, television uh, oh, ratings, ratings. Yeah, no, no way. It's going to. I mean, it's going to help. Um, and they put that stupid category where they, um, where they, where they're basically going to try to give it away to Spider Man, uh, or or some kind of. It's a, I don't it's, know. It's uh, a, some. It's not even an Oscar. It's like it, some kind of like. It's people's choice kind of. Reward. Yeah, it's people's choice. But vote. You could vote online, and, and, and <laughs> there's a funny thing where there's uh, uh, Cinderella. People are trying to vote for the worst kind of movement where they trying to vote Cinderella. oh i thought i i thought people were like it was like high school girls and middle schoolers that were literally just voting oh, that movie as the you, best oh you think that's a legit thing people are really voting for that for that i think that was just a movie. i thought so i thought it was a joke like a, like a trolling oh. thing <laughs> if you want to nominate a bad movie how about a without remorse starring michael b jordan or, <laughs> well, or the, space jam 2 you know or, i heard i heard also zach snyder's army of the dead is getting a lot of votes or he and he's pushing it uh, like he goes thank you yeah ben. that's crazy <laughs> like I, I i like army of the dead but i mean come on guys and but but the the the, the weird thing about that is i heard that it was because um because Zack Snyder's Justice League didn't qualify, so his fans uh, were like, "Oh, well, let's just nominate Army of the Dead." But it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, Justice League, that four-hour cut of Justice League was actually really special. That was something pretty. That's pretty fantastic. Army of the Dead was, you know, I liked it, but come on, guys. I mean, <laughs> well, so, get that I, out of here. Uh, maybe Cinderella is very special too. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm just happy that it's not going to be Spider-Man: No Way Home. Well, we not no. It's definitely gonna be Spider Man No Way Home, right? I, I mean, hope it isn't. I hope it isn't. I think that's got to be a shoe in. There's no way that that doesn't win. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, look, I, I think the these cuts are a dis, was a decision because of timing, and I, I think a lot of people are confusing that because they think these cuts were made for make to to make the telecast more uh, popular or more kind of more uh, ratings friendly. But I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think these cuts are even. I don't think anyone cares about these cuts. These cuts are not going to make people watch the Oscars more. Uh, I think this is definitely just because of timing, and it's because of it's too. You know, these these the Oscars telecast is just too long. Usually four hours long. Mm-hmm. So I don't. But again, I don't think that's going to help. I think, uh, like you, like Richard was saying, you have three hosts and. All each host, yeah, and, each and, comedian is going to have their set of jokes, and they're going to take a lot of time setting these. And jokes one of them up. is one of them isn't even a comedian, right? Uh, like it's oh, Regina Rebecca Hall or Regina Hall. Yeah, Regina I mean, Hall, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there were like kind um, of these three random uh, names. You got Amy Schumer, you got Wanda Sykes, and you got Regina Hall. Kind of three kind of random names. They wanted to do like a, a I guess like a pro. Uh, female thing but I, I don't understand why they went with these ladies like shouldn't have they gone with like i don't know like um maybe like one of them should have like been scarlett johansson because she's just like 
had, did that Black Widow movie oh, or something yeah. like that. Like I like, or they should have they should have probably just done like the the Marvel stars, right? They should have done. Uh, um, uh, and I don't. And I, let me point out right now, I don't I don't like any of the Marvel movies, any Marvel <laughs> of Marvel's output since Endgame. I think Marvel has really you know gone down the toilet. But I mean, people love Marvel, and I think it would have made sense to have done uh, Scarlett Johansson, Simu Liu, and maybe Tom Holland. Yeah, that would have been much better. I mean, if, if they really think about ratings. Yeah. But, I, uh, also, uh, and, and why dismiss uh, original score, music for original score, and not do original song? Of course, it's because they want Beyonce there, and they got also uh, uh, Billie Eilish there. Yeah. And they got um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's category. That's also, and of course, Van Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, de- I mean, those, if, if you're going to cancel yeah, it's all one, star, it's, it's, all star like, power, it's, it's right? like a pairing. It's, it's, it's a pairing. It's like, it's like, uh, dismissing one of the screenplays. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's all, it, it's all, it's all star power. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, look, it, you got really two decisions here. If we make the Oscars more friendly for a wider audience, then that's one way to go. Or do you make it more just for the hardcore fans, film fans, film community, but, but that's not even the biggest slap in the face. The bigger slap in the face is they're going to they're give away the visual effects. And that's only because Free Guy and uh, Shang-Chi and Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, is, is, yeah. is in that category. Yeah. They're going to air that. I mean, that's visual effects. Who cares about that? I mean, that's definitely something that should be in the technical awards. Do you for, think maybe there there's like these categories that are going to be randomly picked each year where they're not going to make the telecast? Like sound will be out this year, but next year sound will be come back, and then something else will be cut. Oh, they'll they'll definitely uh, see the ratings and say that nothing worked. Yeah, so don't gonna... don't you think like the ratings? It's it's this is going to be pretty low. This is going to break record breaking low, right? This year. Yeah, I think it's absolutely going to be bigger than last year. Um, oh, you think so? No way. I think so. I think um, it's going to be record breaking low numbers. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's get to the next topic. Uh, Steven Spielberg is developing a new movie. Uh, he is going to the new movie is going to be based on the classic Steve McQueen character Frank Bullitt. Now they're saying that this is not a remake of the original film. It's just this is a new idea centered on the the, the character. And if you don't remember, that's that's the 1968 thriller. Kind of, it's famous for its uh, car chases. Uh, uh, Steve McQueen played Frank Bullitt. He's kind of a no-nonsense San Francisco cop who was on the hunt for a mob kingpin that killed his witness. It's one of the classic films from Steve McQueen. And apparently in this project, uh, Steve McQueen's son and his granddaughter will be executive executive producing the new movie Spielberg has been developing this project since uh for a while now and uh he is it seems like this is going to be his next project what is your guys thoughts on this movie well I remember uh Bullet was being uh I think Plan B you know uh Brad Pitt's company I think they they were trying to acquisition it um years ago and uh for Brad Pitt so I'm pretty sure they were trying to they were trying to do it to be done um, back then like uh, i'm talking at least 10 years ago yeah it seems like this has been developing for a while yeah i mean look i think it, i think it, it comes down to the who's gonna play frank bullet i mean if you yeah, get if you uh, get brad, brad pitt, pitt, pitt still do it, yeah, yeah if you get brad pitt that'd be inter- very interesting to see that i think steven spielberg is uh i think he's best when he when he's doing some of these 
car chase scenes or you know chase sequences i should say and this could be like a, even a throwback to something he did with duel yeah I, i'm actually pretty interested in it yeah of all the people who could i mean of all the people in hollywood who doesn't have to rely on uh, on a uh, established ip mm -hmm. uh product uh it, it would be steven spielberg to me so this is kind of surprising that uh, he's doing you know that um these are the only movies that <laughs> that he could actually get greenlit or whatever but remix it's, yeah whatever. it's it's so weird because it seems like he is going back to his own nostalgia things that he loved when he was a kid or when he was a young adult and he's like maybe i should bring this back you know he did that with uh, with west side story you know his latest film is going to be the 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 uh what's it called um his childhood right yeah the the feeblemans yeah it's gonna it's about his uh, his own childhood growing up in arizona that's going to be about his life this seems like something like he you know he was probably a fan of the frank bullet or the bullet movie so it seems like he is in this stage where he's really <laughs> going back to his own personal uh cinematic history and, and thinking about things that he loved when he was a kid or when he was young and uh i don't know it's a weird it's like he this is the older steven spielberg where he's kind of more contemplative of of his earlier influences all right let's get to our next topic james mangold who is busy uh, directing the next uh, indiana jones film well he's planning to direct a buster keaton biopic for 20th century studios uh, he will be producing it this as well. This is going to be based on the biography of Buster Keaton's Cut to the Chase by Mar Marion Mead. The book is, explores Keaton's often brutal childhood acting experiences and the making of his masterpieces, his shame at his own lack of education and his life-threatening alcoholism, and also his turbulent marriages and uh yeah, I mean, Buster Keaton, it's due for a biopic. What, what's your thoughts on James Mangold uh, directing this? Uh, would he also be writing it also or no? Yes, I believe so. I believe that he's, oh, wow. he's going to be writing it as well. I'm okay with it because, uh, I mean, he did a pretty good job with uh, Ford v. Ferrari. It wasn't one of my favorite movies of the year, but it was a great movie. And... Um... Uh, I mean, he's been, he's been doing, he's been, I think he's been getting a lot better because I think uh, Logan is probably his, in my opinion, his best film since Copland. And um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, why not? <laughs> yes. Well, he's kind of, he reminds me of someone who is, he's, he's part studio director, but also an auteur himself. I mean, he's kind of like this old, he's really kind of an old fashioned Hollywood director. And to, for him to like tackle a kind of a Hollywood legend, makes sense to me and it, it, and he he did the, th the, the 310 to yuma which was also kind of like a, th a throw not a throwback but you know like a, a remake yeah and, and and he also did uh the johnny cash film walk the line so he's kind of familiar with with this biopic stuff but uh yeah but buster keen is such a kind of interesting character because he has his personal issues his alcoholism his you know his marriages yeah uh and you know critical they announced know, an actor no not yet this is still early on he's just developing it yeah it is going to be uh i agree that's going to be uh who they cast and uh what kind of direction are because how old was buster keenan in his prime i mean what 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 year i mean are we going are we talking tom holland or are we talking uh, oh, i hope not uh, or tom cruise <laughs> well i wouldn't be against them using like uh two different actors or something like that yeah that, that would that would be perfectly fine in my eyes um uh, 
like like who yeah i think that's the the, the main thing who is going to be playing because buster keaton buster keaton is is a true like uh performance artist so he, he's like a, a a comedian's comedian i mean when it comes to his his his, his, his motions and stuff like that mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. so he's a, like part stuntman part actor so it's it's going to be difficult to, to to find someone that could pull that off um i.e tom holland <laughs> well so, i mean i know tom holland hollywood yeah i know tom holland. <laughs> i wonder if 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 charlie chaplin will play a part in this this biopic because you know there's always been a rivalry least, well i don't know i mean maybe not in real life but certainly in in film criticisms you know when they talk about buster they always talk about charlie chaplin so i don't know if the you know there's you know you forget how these legendary screen actors and filmmakers because they also buster and charlie uh directed their own movies you forget that they had so much power back then yeah. there they weren't just like movie stars chaplin were, also Ch chaplin also did the scores right oh i'm not sure i'm not sure i think he also he edited the movies i, I believe as yeah, well i no? believe he edited it too yeah but i mean all these guys who started in the silent era were not just actors or just not superstars, but they were very much part of the fabric of filmmaking and uh, and and very much about the advancement of film. I mean, it's like being George Lucas and being Harrison Ford at the same time. You know, I mean, it's like it's not just an acting thing. They were very much film itself. You know, so that's I think that's what's the more interesting thing about it. If they do capture capture this old timey Hollywood uh, era. But um, well, who knows? Maybe it's going to be a typical biopic. If it's James Mangold, I mean, uh, hopefully uh, it'll be in in color. That's your advice. No, yeah. I, 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 I want I want part of the movie to be in black and white. Personally, at, at least like maybe like when they uh, like show. I don't know the recreations of the old movies. I at least hope those are in black and white. I don't know. I, I, I want it to feel authentic. I, I'm, I'm tired of like these biopics that just are like super glossy and stuff, and you know, feel like they're just like modern day movies and stuff. I like, I like when the biopics, you know, feel of their time a bit. But then again, I'm sure that uh, that uh, turns off the, the young audience, <laughs> which is, but we're, they were never going to see this movie anyways. <laughs> well, two, two. Think about, let's say, Ford versus Ferrari. That certainly was a movie that felt like it took place in in the, in, the, in that time. Uh, you know, it didn't feel like it was disingenuous when it came to the production designs. Actually, it was a really good lo looking movie. Let's get to some sad news. Sally Kellerman has passed away. She was 84. She's probably best known for her Oscar-nominated portrayal of Hot Lips Houlihan in the classic film mash uh she was also appeared as mark Marin's mother in his show Marin, and probably i probably best remember her in back to school with ronnie dangerfield she was uh his love interest a professor mm -hmm. like the lit literature professor in that movie she was funny in that movie she's a funny she was a really great talent what's your feelings about sally kellerman uh passing away rich yeah of course back to school <laughs> i mean Back to School is the one I, I mostly remember her from. But, uh, yeah, I remember her in, in Robert Altman's The Mash and uh, 
and I was kind of surprised that uh, during for the television show they hired someone who really represented her, her character so well. And uh, um, um, but but yeah, Sally Kellerman is is um, I guess she's, she's been doing it. she's been a, she's been doing a lot of TV work the past couple of decades, right? Yeah, because yeah, I, I yeah. like a, like a lot of TV work. Like I I think um like uh, a lot of you know, young people will probably recognize her, but not for any of the things you you, you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> not to back to school. Back to school's classic. But, yeah, it is a classic mm-hmm. to us, though. <laughs> Surprisingly, that um, she has a, such a distinct. She had a, such a distinguished voice. Yeah, husky, that, husky voice. Yes. That surprisingly, she didn't do that yeah. much uh, voice work with it. So she uh, did a lot of comedy, though. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of comedy uh, work on TV. Like, uh, just I guess, like right now, just like l- looking up. Um, some of her credits on IMDb. She's on the great Tim Heidecker web series, <laughs> Decker. Uh, she was on, uh, I guess, uh, a TV show called uh, Difficult People. She was on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. A lot of uh, comedy shows, mm-hmm. a lot of comedy series, Workaholics. And I think um, uh, I think a, a lot of the younger people will probably know her from all of these things. Because I, I mean, I, I would, I've consistently seen her working the past two decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think she will, she should always probably be best known for Back to School because that movie was absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't, I don't know if, um, I don't know if people still watch it today. But I mean, they should. <laughs> Def, are people forgetting about Ronnie Ro- Dangerfield? <laughs> God, I hope. Not. I, I hope. I think they are. Unfortunately, man. But I, it, it's, it's, it sucks. Yeah, I was I was glad to see because tonight uh, when we're uh, when we're recording this, it was the SAG Awards, and I was glad to see that she made the uh, memorial section and, uh, um, you know that, that's I mean for her family that's good. I mean that's for well, yeah, she's getting recognized. At least she's getting recognized. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a just a sad story, and I, I didn't realize she was going through some illness, but yeah, unfortunate. Um, in other sad news, Amazing Jonathan has passed away at 63. Oh. He was the veteran magician, comedian. He recently kind of uh, was the subject of the Hulu documentary, the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Uh, Richie, I think you saw this documentary, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Tell us about that because I, 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 I missed it. Oh, you didn't see it? I I don't remember if I did. I, what was It was certainly about his recent ills, right? He, he fell ill. He was going through some health problems recently. I'm not sure if I saw the Hulu one or the one on YouTube. Um, there was two, two of two, two, co- of them, two rivals competing ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but uh, I guess both of them were good. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a comedian that we all remember from the '80s and '90s, mm-hmm. um, uh, who had a great shtick. He just semi-retired for a while, and then he started making a comeback eventually. Um, and a lot of, uh, but he held in there for a long time. I mean, he, yeah. just, he just passed. There was, a, I remember him uh, appearing on Mark Maron's show. Speaking of Mark Maron, he, he appeared on his show like years ago and saying that he was going to retire because he had these health problems and he was going to do this last tour. But, uh, uh, you know, like just to speak of the guy, he was the, one of the rare funny magicians. Usually they're kind of, you know comical magicians that you know you chuckle but this guy was a real stand-up comic who also was a great magician as well that's rare i mean you know there may be him and penn and teller so he was one of the great ones uh a really funny dude 
great magician and yeah he has passed away and then you could watch the amazing jonathan documentary which is now available on hulu all right that's it for headlines uh let's talk about no exit which is uh, speaking of hulu this is the latest film that uh, that was released on hulu this past weekend it's a thriller i kind of enjoyed it uh, rich did you you enjoyed it i i did for what it was i mean uh coming from uh last week's uh uh what were we saw kimming, kimming. soderbergh kimming yeah which was basically so steven soderbergh's short film or not short film but uh simple film <laughs> simple yeah basic very basic film this is another basic film that seems like it was filmed during the pandemic i'm not sure though because it was it, it's uh it's a fox it was a former fox searchlight um production or whatever um there there are basically no um big stars in it the biggest star is um it, it is uh uh, Dennis Hayes Barrett from uh, Heat in uh, 24. 24 series. And he's and only a co-star. I mean, the, the main star is, is a, a... Newcomers, a, yeah. A, re- a re- relatively newcomer named uh, Hannah, Havana, Havana Rose Liu. Yeah, and I this is the first time I've ever seen her in anything. She, I thought she was really good. Yeah, yeah, she's a good talent right there. Uh, so she's playing a recovering drug addict named Darby. You know, she is in rehab. Uh, she gets a phone call saying that her mother is in the hospital and she needs to call her sister right away. But because of the kind of the rehab restrictions, uh, she is not kind of allowed to call anyone. And, and she's been known to be a big bullshitter all, all her, <laughs> yeah, at her time. Like all drug addicts, right? Yeah. So she basically basically says, F this. Yeah, she breaks, breaks out. out yeah. She breaks out that night and she steals a car. She drives away and she she's trying to get to the hospital, but which is, I guess, like, uh, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a whole state away. Right. She has to like cross state lines, which is, I yeah. think, it's Salt Lake City or something like that. She's in she's in North California or something like that. Something like that. But unfortunately, she gets hit with a blizzard storm that night. And she finds herself stranded in a highway rest stop. And she's staying in this kind of rest stop with a bunch of sketchy strangers. So it's a little bit, it's a lot like a hateful eight in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Yeah. But the, 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 I think the real kicker, the thing that really kind of got me was that, you know, as she is trying to call her sister and it's a blizzard, so she can't get uh, any uh, service. Uh, she's in the parking lot and she discovers a young girl abducted inside a park van. And then that raises the question, who was, who's in the, who's, who could she trust? Who is the kidnapper? And who is the, who can she, you know, basically who could she trust? And it's a, it's a great kind of scenario. And then it kind of unfolds. And the problem with I had with Kimmy, which is the Steven Soderbergh film that's on, hbo max right now it's just that that movie didn't have any suspense this movie does mm-hmm. it's but both of them kind of share the same problems with logic you know there's some logical problems i have with some of the characters and some of the decisions but other than that i think it's a it's a pretty decent kind of thriller i i think it's a good hulu movie i mean it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's nothing that you would you know oh you gotta go see this in theaters i demand it you know go no see no it no theater. this is a great no, kind is... of streaming movie kind of watch you know friday another, night or saturday. another yeah, yeah another short film that you know i mean that that you could sit through and appreciate i mean and, and it's it's just it's just a solid okay movie yeah it's produced by scott frank Mm-hmm. Who just did? Uh, you know, he's the director of the Queen's Gambit for Netflix. 
uh, and godless, godless. Another. Also, the, uh, apparently, this is kind of based on a on a novel. Uh, this is also directed by an Australian uh, filmmaker, Damien Power. This is kind of the first time I've seen him do anything. Previously, he did a movie called The Killing Ground, which is this independent uh, thriller, which I guess got some critical appraise. Yeah, it's like there's a promising, there's a promising talent. I think there's a promising uh, uh, performance by Havana Rose Lou. So, uh, yeah, I think there's some good things about this movie. It just, some of it wasn't all, it's not like 100% there. Uh, but I was, uh, I actually uh, appreciate the gore. There's some really gory scenes in this film. Uh, I didn't expect the gore of it, but. Um, and the film also stars Danny Ramirez, who you might remember a small part in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he'll have a small, another part in the Top Gun series, the new Top Gun. Uh, yeah, so no exit. It's, it's, it's a, I think it's a decent streaming thriller that uh, it's out now on Hulu. Rich, what's your grade on it? Yeah, I, I'm just gonna give it a, a C plus. I mean, it's just it's nothing too. I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, it, it's a Hulu film. Yeah, exactly yeah. what I said, and it's it's decent enough. Yeah, I was, I'm going to give it the same thing. C plus. This is a kind of a recommendation, uh, but there's some flaws. But it's okay. I was entertained. Yeah, for the I most mean, part. All right. Well, you guys didn't sell me on it. I'll be skipping it. <laughs> well, you have a lot to watch anyway. I know you got to watch a lot. You got to watch Nightmare Alley. <laughs> all right. So that was it for this episode of Inside Flicks. Thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. We'll be back next week with a new weekly discussion of movie headlines. And, uh, yeah, you could go to, if you want to hear our past episodes, you can go to insightflix.com. If you want to see our YouTube, uh, content, we have a YouTube channel, go to YouTube and search inside flicks on the, in the search bar, one word inside flicks. Right. And so, yeah. All right. We'll, 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 we'll be back next week. All right. Bye-bye.